everyone, and thanks for listening in. Welcome to Leading Well, where we get to know leaders and how they make it happen. I'm your host, Tim Davis. And I'm his co-host, Alyssa. Let's meet our guest today, Holly Nelson. Good morning, Holly. Good morning, everyone. All righty. Holly, what is it that you do nowadays? That's a good question. So I work at Chemeketa Community College. I feel very privileged to work there. Um, I'm an executive dean at the college on the academic side of the house. So I get to work with about eight or nine different departments and overseeing different types of academic programming we do anywhere from high school programs to corrections, our outreach centers, a few of our CTE areas and academic development, which is kind of pre-college work. Okay. I'm tired. How about you? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. (laughs) A lot. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, hey, let's, uh, we like to just jump right in. So what was growing up like? Maybe Holly, where'd you, where were you born? Where'd you go to elementary school? That type of stuff. Yeah, well, I'm not a native Oregonian, so I grew up in Idaho. Uh, my whole family lives there still, so they're all farmers. And uh, I grew up um, in southern Idaho, close to Twin Falls. I went to junior college there for my first couple years after I graduated from high school. And that's when I moved to Oregon and decided the first week I was here, I was never going to go back home. I think my dad was <laughs> happy about that. It's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful space. So I came to Western to finish off my college career. Um, and yep, have loved being here ever since and never regretted the decision to be here. That's awesome. One of our guests talked about how they like went hunting for a place to live. Basically, they looked all over, like traveled all over the place and landed on. Yeah, they landed Uh in right here. So, yeah. Yeah. Pacific Northwest is an amazing place to be. Gorgeous, gorgeous place. He came here and he was like, uh, called his, may have been wife, not quite wife yet at the time. (laughs) And like, I know where, you know, where we're going to live. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good. I agree. I've moved a lot in, in my younger years, all over, and sometimes a little bit over the world, but this is the most beautiful place to, you know, that I can call home. So, yeah. What were you into in middle school or high school? Like, well, um, sports was a lot of my life. Okay. Uh, I loved playing sports. I loved the competitiveness of it. Um, I think the people part of it, right? Mm. A lot of team stuff. I, mm-hmm. I realized later of like, I didn't really enjoy individual sports. It was always things that had people involved in it. So a lot of team-oriented sports. Um, the other thing I really loved, which my mom hated, was rocks. I was just rocks. fascinated with rocks and geology, and um, I, you know, Southern Idaho has a lot of lava rocks, and oh, so yeah. a lot of in- interesting things like that. But my mom hated it because they would always end up in our washing always machine. Them home, yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. in your pockets. And my pockets were yeah. full, and they ended up in the washer and dryer. Oh. And I remember yep. that one fun time that the repairman came and said, "I think I figured out your problem," and it was on my rocks. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, I man. loved. I I fill yeah. my pockets as a per, even now. I have like a place where I dump everything that's in my pockets for the day. Right? And so I think I totally understand. I just want to gather up all those little things. We at my school we had a rock ground of the playground. I wanted to pick out all the, like the agates. You know, of course. I, I was mean, on that. Right? That's the walk on the beach for me. I mm-hmm. still come home with my pockets full of shells <laughs> that's and awesome. rocks. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something probably kind of interesting and different. Huh? Yeah. From some kids. That's cool. Yeah. And so getting into high school, uh, more sports. Uh, where, where, where was the high school you went to? I went to a little school called Valley High School. So it's just outside of Twin Falls. Most people know where Twin Falls is at. It's where Evil Knievel tried to jump the Snake River yes. Canyon. So oh. that's kind of what put the city on on the map. Um, my graduating class was a class of 53, so it was very okay. small, um, quaint, um, two little cities that made up that. But, um, yep, a lot of farm families, mm-hmm. a lot of agriculture in the area. Yeah. Um, so, yep, definitely it was my family as well. 
That's cool. So what brought you from there to here? Well, the timeline. Yeah, so it was so a Western? A couple, couple of yeah. things, yeah, actually. So, um, yep, I continued with the sports theme. I uh, played college basketball. I got okay. the opportunity to do that. I did that at uh, College of Southern Idaho, uh, which is the junior college I went to. And while I was there in the summers, I worked for the coach running basketball camps for mm. young young girls that were coming in. And uh, close to Twin Falls, there's in, in one of the little cities, there's the school for the deaf and blind. And they would bring their the, the girls, the deaf girls that would um, come in that went to the institution, and uh, they would bring to our basketball camp. And I just absolutely loved trying to work with them. But I had this huge barrier of communication. And, you know, I just struggled of, I always, like, I hate if there's not this connection, right, where you can, like, feel connected and communicate. And and I just felt, I felt so bad of this situation that I was trying so hard. And I vowed to them when they left that that week at the end of the week that I would be able to communicate when they got back the next year. So immediately went to my advisor at the college, said, hey, this is what I want to do. I started learning sign language. And I wasn't the best by the following year because, you know, it takes a little while to learn another language. But I could communicate, and I was so excited to get to participate oh, wow. and be their coach. Um, but I'd also decided that it was going to be my career. Mm. So... Um, I decided to come to Western Oregon because it was one of the top institutions in the nation for deaf education and made that transition. So I did get the opportunity to do both things, play college basketball Mm. and go into the career area that I really wanted to go into. So uh, that's what I did. And that's how I chose Western Oregon to come to. Um, I was actually just talking about that with someone this week in the community. And they're like, you know, we really call it the Gallaudet of the West. Gallaudet is a a deaf university. They have hearing Mm -hmm. uh, folks as well that participate that in uh, Washington, D.C. So Anyways, uh, that's why I came. Of course, I was one of those kids that changed their major uh, four (laughs) or five times while I was there. I didn't end up uh, finishing out in deaf education, um, but definitely stayed in the education field. Obviously, I work in higher ed now. And so it was still the definite theme of what I wanted to do. But yep, that's how I got here. Those two things, it was the package deal for me and the two things that I loved and that made my heart sing. Mm, That's awesome. That's good. That's good. So, um, so. Currently, let's talk about some of the things you're up to with you know, with your role at Schmeckata and yeah, you know, that type of thing. Like, what are some of the things that you spend most of your time on, or a larger ch- pies yeah. chunks of the pie? Yeah, what's hot, what's not, right? Yeah, um, <laughs> I get to do a lot of really amazing things and and work with a lot of amazing programs and just people. So I'd say you know some of the things that uh, really excites me and Tim, that's how we met too, is mm. you know really working with community based organizations in our community and and really spending time to listen, ask questions, and listen of like, hey, what's going on out there, and and what are we hearing from youth, from people that are trying to gain new skills to for different jobs. Um, so I do a lot of extra external work, you know, trying to gather those things for the college and bring that back and trying to figure out how then we respond, Mm. what that looks like in terms of programs that we change and we bring on, um, populations that maybe we're not serving as well as we should. So that's, uh, I would say, kind of the theme of my work. But um, some of the things more specifically lately that uh, we've really been working on, one of the areas in 
in my depart or in my division is the corrections department. So, uh, Alyssa, you were just talking about um, you know some of the furniture that was made in your facility mm-hmm. is by adults in custody, and we actually serve in three of the prisons here in, in obviously our area, the three prisons, all three of them. <laughs> but we do both kind of basic skills, English as second language classes, help getting GED for those folks that haven't had that opportunity, and then also starting uh, college classes. So we uh, are currently in two of the prisons. Our plan is to uh, build that option into the third prison here in the next six months. So we're really excited about that. We're looking for some additional funding to be able to expand our services. So that's some of the stuff that we're working on right now and then working on uh, that transition time of as people transition back to our communities, what's that extra support that they need to be able to successfully do that and and really work on recidivism rates, right, and uh, helping our community members come back. So we're excited about that. Um, High school programs is another area. So really thinking around how are we providing additional opportunities for youth? So that's a really exciting space to be in, whether that's thinking around, you know, truly college credit or internships, job opportunities, connection with employers, Mm -hmm. right? And like the industry piece. And especially for youth, the one thing that I think is super important is trying to provide opportunities to figure out what you want to do before you try to get into college and, right, head down paths, which is a financially hard situation to be in. That's a lot of money to, you know, commit to if you don't know exactly what that path is. So I think it's really important to provide opportunities for youth to figure that out. And, and you know, whether that's a long internship of really doing some job skills type of thing or just some exploratory types of ac- activities. So that's some of the stuff that we're working on in that area, um, as well as, you know, working with our local high schools to do dual credit opportunities, working on building out those opportunities as well and partnering with the 30-plus uh, high schools that are in the the district for Mm -hmm. the college. So um, that's it. And then um, one of the other uh, really fun things I've been doing lately is uh, helping the college determine and then actually plan out um, a new baccalaureate degrees. So in 2019, the legislature approved community colleges to be able to offer applied baccalaureates. So that's not a transfer option. That's a different thing. So if you really think of how we do career technical educations that are hands-on skills, that's not a baccalaureate with hands-on, right? That's the applied piece of it. So um, got to be part of leading the process to create a Oregon's first applied baccalaureate degree in leadership and management. That was a really fun process, but basically it's a add-on to our career technical education programs in leadership and management. So right. you can continue that educational pathway, and we're working on building that into a master's degree with Western right now as well. So I heard a presentation about that at our Rotary, actually, and, yeah. I, think, and I heard recently I think they're about half full with that class right now, which is awesome. Yeah, we're actually more than half full. Oh, okay. So well, this was probably a few weeks a ago. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. yeah, you probably heard Marge. She's our new faculty. She's here from yeah. Kansas. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I heard yeah, she was there. That's gal. great. Yeah. 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 Um, Another thing I think that most people don't know, and me as a parent of two college graduates, thank the Lord, but uh, is it's not easy to fill out a FAFSA form and and fall and even apply for college, and it's a pretty daunting thing as a, as a young person. I mean, I consider myself to have a fair breadth of experience and some intellectual opportunities and giftings, but man, like I was fortunate to walk along with with my kids about that. And I know that that's part of our passions are to 
point to higher education for those who it, it fits within and, and that type of stuff. But to help navigate that stuff is not always easy, you know, for a yeah. young person. So. You bring up an absolute good point. And yeah, higher ed has infrastructure systems, right, in terms of uh, that financial aid piece, right, is not is a federal piece, to be mm-hmm. honest, right? right? Really looking at how you get additional money to support those um, barriers that a lot of people have in terms of the opportunity of going to college truly. But you're right. It is, it's a hard process. That We hear that a lot. Um, not yeah. necessarily about Tremecata, but around higher ed. So those are things that we're working on with additional big grants and stuff, the thinking around our infrastructure. And yeah, how do and we help streamline? Yeah, you guys. Yeah. I was just remembering that's part of even some of the conversations you and I are having yes. with some meetings is uh, how do we lower those barriers? How do we get the right navigators alongside these people, you know, so yeah. that they can, mm-hmm. you know, so they have access to the, the ideas. So, Liz yeah. is probably lucky that she has a father that wanted to help walk walk beside her in yeah. that process and try to figure that out. But you know, you, um, you know, what if you're first gen and and your parents or your support factor have not been through that process, right. right? You're learning it together. And yes, it can be a bit daunting. So those types of things we're always thinking around. What kind of extra supports can we put be- beside people as they go through that process? And not just there, like all the way, right? right. There's there's always that extra support that people need and navigating systems. Systems yeah. are hard, whether they that's are. internal to higher ed or our state systems are, right? Applying for a loan, yeah. <laughs> right? Any of those right. things. So how do we find that extra help? And yet those are our challenges and and the things that we try to focus on too. Yeah. You bring up a great point. That's something good. that you brought up earlier that made me think of something you talked about how there's like something you guys are working on or have worked with people on um, exploring different things before they enter into college. Like they're entering that like thing and then they're going to graduate with debt and then you have a lot of other things. I think of it like there's a paper that I had in college. It's a big paper and they're like, don't wait till the last minute to start it. Everybody's like, Psh. like, what do you mean? <laughs> Everybody the night before in the library, you no longer are choosing a topic and finding books to fit your topic. You have six books and what can I write with these six books? It's like that instead of instead of learning what you want to do and then going to school for that, you go to school and now it's like, okay, now I have debt. Now I have to pay for this. Like I don't have to, I don't get to worry about what I want to do. I have to do something. And exactly. so I think that's what's so important about taking that time to think about that when you're 17 years old, you know, it's like, I'm going to make a life decision for the rest of my life to choose a topic. And, you know, sometimes that's a lot of stress. And so I think it's cool that you guys are working with a program to, to help equip them or give them experience before they enter into that commitment. Yeah. That's an absolute good point. Student student debt's the number one debt in the nation. Yeah, yeah. most people don't realize that. Um, so that's definitely something we got to think around: helping people be knowledgeable about the process and making decisions early, so you don't waste right money <laughs> yeah. in yeah. classes that you don't necessarily need mm-hmm. for that end goal. Um, although the the learning process is fun, right? Sometimes I say that's why I went into higher ed because I, I could have been like a full-time learner. Like that that's yeah. exciting for me. But for some reason, it didn't pay the bills. I think no, it was kind of I opposite. Mean, about... Wait a minute. Just taking classes doesn't pay you? That's crazy. Can I just be in college forever? Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I mean, that's what makes you guys a wonderful partner in our community, right? Is that it's, it's this wonderful asset in our community. But uh, I think... This is. I'm just speaking for myself. I think that because been in this area a long time, people might think, "Oh, I'm just going to go to Schmeckett." But like Schmeckett has phenomenal programs, their nursing programs, and other things are really, you know, not, almost leading the way. Right? There's high standards and all those things. So I think you hear that name all your life, as opposed to some community college in uh, Idaho, like that sounds sexier because I haven't heard it all my life, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but we have a wonderful resource in Schmeckata and ever-expanding opportunities. I mean, yeah, Schmeckata really in the past couple of years is just making huge announcements about like things like programs that they're opening up. So yeah, yep. it's not just like 
you know, some two years associates. Now you have a bunch of other stuff going on. So absolutely. There's a lot of opportunities. I was, I was just coming from one of our other uh, centers and I was uh, with one of the local principals and an assistant principal. And she turned and she said to me, she's like, I'm so embarrassed. I didn't even know this was here. And I said, you know what? Don't feel, I, I hear that a lot, almost, you know, couple times a week, probably. A lot of people don't know the amazing resources that are just around the corner often. She lived really, you know, within a mile of that facility. (laughs) And she's like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm like, don't be embarrassed. But right, I'm proud that you're here today learning about Mm -hmm. other ways to provide new opportunities for our kids. Right. And it's exciting to think about that. So I would always encourage people just get on campus even and see what's going on and ask questions. Some of our facilities are truly world-class in terms of the types of equipment and machines that we have in there, the types of things that we do. Um, yeah, people just don't know that. So help yeah. us get the word out. Yeah. And, you know, if you're a young person or a parent of a young person listening, like those are great pieces of advice. It doesn't cost you next to anything to drive across across town and, and check out some of those things. I think um, that the other thing when getting back to that question about exploring before you, you know, are totally diving in, I mean, I think it's a much better opportunity to find out that you pass out when you see blood uh, <laughs> at, at the beginning of your college experience in nursing or, you know, you pick that right. subject, then putting in the full two years and then having exposure to like, oh. Oh my God, like, I don't even like this. Yeah, that doesn't work for me. That's actually a really true story. That happens about every orientation in some of our medical classes of like, oh, I just realized maybe I should better go to the paper side. I call that the paper side okay. of medical. Yeah, you can, yeah. still, you yeah. can still work in healthcare, oh, yeah. right? And not, not deal with bodily fluids, let's right. call them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, absolutely. That's real. Yeah. So I'm not sure what your, what your path through Chemeketa's leadership, like, or being on staff there looked like, but what are some things you've learned through like, maybe that process and what was that process like for you as you've gotten to the position you're at now? Wow, that's kind of a big question. So just to give you a sense, I've been at the college for 24 years. So I, I started... That's exactly how old I am. Uh, that's amazing. Ouch. <laughs> I didn't think so. You might that. just keep that in the back pocket. You have a rewind? No. <laughs> uh, that's, that's no time at all. No, but I'm sure that you've worn many hats and, ex- and continue sure. to yeah, learn, learn yourself and, oh, and skills and all those things, right? Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, so Alyssa, when I started, I was uh, about your age, obviously. Um, and just thinking about my path through Shemekat, I didn't know what my path would be, mm-hmm. um, right? It's, I kind of figured my way through an educational pathway doing education. Um, but I, you know, I really truly started teaching. So a lot of us do, right? We mm-hmm. go into that because we love to teach and we love to be with students and that kind of thing. So definitely started on the teaching side of the house. And I actually was teaching at Western and at Chemeketa. Wow. So um, that's... Got to pay them bills. Yep, yeah. Yep. Right, coming out right out of grad school, um, and then started to think a little bit about. Uh, I, I kind of had to determine like where my path was going to go. Did I really want to stay in in sports and athletics, where my heart had always been, or was there this leadership opportunity in a in a different way? You know, working on the administration side of the house and. Um, I knew those two things were probably time-wise not going to be able to cross. And so I, I made a, a decision probably in like my third or fourth year being at Chemeketa that um, athletics was always part of my love and passion, but it was probably going to be my hobby, not my career. Mm-hmm. And so I made that decision to go uh, to the dark side, as I call it, on the administration. <laughs> and I went away from teaching so much and uh, started with some just basic coordinating roles of like, you know, trying to develop programs and new things for some grants that we started truly 
in healthcare, actually, um, is kind of all of that. Uh, I spent 12 of my 24 years at our McMinnville campus, oh. which we call the Amhill Valley now. So mm-hmm. um, in that time, we built a new building there uh, for one of our bonds. We really expanded services. Uh, so we went from this little tiny space that was kind of old modular buildings uh, to a beautiful new building where, um, you know, our population had increased by 20 to 25 percent at that location during that time. And so it was a fun place to be. There was a lot happening. We worked really hard in developing some new relationships with high schools at that time. We built in four CTE programs at that wow. campus. So yeah, it was a lot of development types of things. And I would say, I felt like I kind of grew up mm-hmm. uh, during my time of um, being in McMinnville. I still lived here the whole time. I always said I, you know, lived here and, uh, Live there most of the time, I guess, kind of, uh, but really kind of spent time between two different communities. But I was really embedded in the McMinnville community for a lot of that time and, mm-hmm. you know, working with industry and business and the schools and that kind of thing. Came back to the Salem campus for this position about six years ago now. I guess next week will actually be six years officially. Happy anniversary. Yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So it was just that kind of next step in leadership of, um, you know, taking all the things that you've learned kind of at a program level and being able to actually do the detailed work. And I would say the one thing I I probably miss the most is I don't get to work with students Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. anymore in this position. That's the one thing that I really miss. Um, So I think to fill that bucket of need with students, I call them the drive-bys and spread a little sunshine. So when I need that break from my computer or being in the office, I jump and run the halls and just connect with students. Hey, what's going on? How are you doing? And um, so that's kind of fun. You still build a few relationships because students kind of habitate to the same little area and study in the same little areas. So I see common faces and stuff. So you get to develop those informal relationships. But I'd say that's probably the piece that I miss the most in my current job. But knowing at the end of the day, the work that I get to do really is changing lives. And I think that what's it's truly what makes my heart sing of knowing we're trying to better our communities, stay current with our communities, keep us on the edge of innovation. I, I feel like that's a lot of my job too, of thinking innovative, creative types of things, as well as you know, equipment and things that support that. But truly at the end of the day that we're changing lives and providing new opportunities for our community. Yeah. yeah. Tony yeah. said it when we interviewed him, he talked about how he uh, like, Tony, like we, Tony Frazier. At yes. Center. Sorry. Yeah. Tony Frazier mentioned, you know, when he was climbing up the ladder, kind of like leaving more inter- interactions with students, but he's like, what I'm able to do now is I'm directing all these things that are making more impact. and I'm doing greater good. So he's like, that's kind of like we were saying, you're able to do, a lot more up, up up where you are now and it's less interaction with students but you're impacting a lot of lives too and so it's kind of like that trade-off of like I'm able to do more but I'm seeing them less and so there's like that balance that you I'm glad you have the opportunity to walk around and make those connections still. Yeah, yeah. I think that word you used impact, right? It's the impact of mm-hmm. what what right. you're doing. So absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. Um, uh, if you were speaking to your 25-year-old self, what piece of advice would you give looking back to where you're at now maybe? Yeah. So that's a big question. I'm kind of loaded. Um, You know, last night I was at a a community meeting and something someone said still sticks out in my brain this morning around get involved. You know, Uh, look around, find out what you're passionate about, what your heart, what what makes you, you know, really excited about things and get involved, make a difference, do it by action. Right. And don't, don't sit on the sidelines. If you want to see change happen, um, really get involved and spend dedicated time thinking, learning and doing around those types of things. It's such a cliche statement, like, uh, be the change you want to see, but 
literally. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Yeah. You were going to say something else. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah I, it's just it puts some energy behind it, right? A lot of yeah. people have some ideas and stuff, but I think it's, you know, putting it into action. And we were talking around procrastination and, right, trying to build it in uh, around all the things that are going on in life. But, you know, figure out what that piece is and get excited about it and do something about it. And uh, although I'm a super active person and I do a lot of things, my schedule is crazy. Uh, when I look back, of, I still feel like I could have done a few things differently, right, to make a difference. And I guess that would be my one piece. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So for those listeners out there, like uh, there's opportunities in our community in 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 so many facets. So whatever it is that you have some passion and skill around, there's organizations and in our community that could use what you have, you know, to, to advance our community, to impact people. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I agree. Get involved. If, uh, if somebody wants to, uh, reach out to you or Shemekada, what's the best way for them to do that? For me personally, uh, email me, Holly. Mm-hmm. So Nelson, S-O-N, at Chemeketa.edu. So, yeah, I always love to hear about that. Uh, for Chemeketa in general, just any of our social media platforms, um, give us a call, right? Uh, that's another thing, just, you know, picking up the phone and trying to figure it out. We're a big system. That's So that is part of our infrastructure, you know, stuff we talked sure. about earlier. But, um, you know, truly trying to figure out what you're trying to do and how we try to help. Uh, we're a big institution. You know, we're close to 700-plus employees and uh, trying to find the right piece. Um, there's always not one, one particular place. We do so many things in so many different areas. Sometimes they're targeted by age. Sometimes they're targeted by industry and sector or whatever. But um, I would say ask one of us, whether it's me or uh, one of our amazing employees. But, yep, reach out and ask us. Yeah. Ask yeah. us to get involved. Yeah. Don't let us stand on the sidelines. That's right. We got we got enough people standing on the sidelines. Yeah. That's true. So. Well, yeah. Thank you so much, Holly, for joining us today. And thank you, listeners, for listening in wherever you are. Um, if you'd like to learn more about what they do, like she said, you could check out Shemekina's social media, anything through there. And if you want to listen to our podcast, it airs every Saturday on, on KSLM at 11 a.m., where you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And thank you for listening to Leading Well by Valor Mentoring.